three. So time is running out to use Harlech Park, at least for the next couple of years. Um, major renovations going to be happening. The park is scheduled to close for three years, starting March 13th for some major repairs. So why three years and what exactly is going to happen and what does it mean for you, the park visitor, when all is said and done? Let's find out with Jesse Bamford, who is the Director of Facility Infrastructure Delivery, and Matt Everett, the Supervisor of Project Management Service Delivery. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Matt. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. How are you guys doing today? We're doing excellent. Thank you for having us. Well, you know, really, you know, we've been talking about this and we've been watching this uh, since we kind of first heard about it uh, a little while ago. But all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it's it's almost right here. We're creeping right up on it and we're thinking, okay, what is going on? So, Jesse, let's start with you. Why is this happening? Why, why is Harlech Park pretty much being shut? down for three years three years um, so it's not shut down yet so I want to start with that it's <laughs> open so we encourage public get out there and enjoy before we do close like you said on the March 13th it is a beloved park yeah. um, you know it's about 68 hectares in size in the heart of the River Valley and hosts numerous events and festivals so when we did look at you know what the work that needed to be done it's majority is the um, life cycle. Uh, the park infrastructure is from the park when it opened in the 1960s. Um, and during the last budget cycle, it was identified that reinvestment priority based on the city's infrastructure asset management policy, that most of the infrastructure was at the end of its life. So when we talk about infrastructure, infrastructure Jesse, what does that mean? So yeah, that, that's a wide range. So we got a lot of linear, so horizontal and vertical. So both the, the buildings there and the utilities, the road work, the paths, all in around there. Uh, the biggest uh, work in through there would be the utilities. And I'll get Matt to talk a bit about the scope, but before we get into that, you know, one of the main strategic goals about promoting a healthy uh, city was, you know, pay attention on how do we protect our assets and enhance, um, you know, areas that we find are, are jewels. And this, this park is really one of those things that we look at is we, we want to invest in, you know, today and into the future. But I'll kick it over to Matt here a little bit, and he'll talk a bit about the scope. Okay, Matt, so give us an idea about, uh, about the scope of the project. Sounds good, and thanks, uh, Jesse, for that. So when we look at this project, um, we're really addressing the utilities, the transportation, the open space, which is kind of the roads and the paving, and some of the facility work within the project. And so when we look at the overall scope, a large portion of this project actually really involves the replacement of the deep uh, service utilities. And so when we specifically look at the utility package and the utility work, this is work that we won't necessarily see uh, at the at the end of the project um, when it opens, but is necessary for the rehabilitation. So Matt, I, so I, Matt, I'm guessing though when you talk about utilities and services and all that sort of stuff, I mean it's not something that you'd want to dig a big hole and leave open and have people being able to mill about. It, it, and that's exactly because it. of dangerous, right? That's dangerous. We're you know, and, and that's one of the things that we really uh, focused on. That was one of the main reasons um, of why we chose to do this park within a three-year closure mm. um, was around the safety aspects. When we actually look at uh, a utility uh, work, uh, a typical uh, three to four meter 
uh, pipe installation, for example, could require up to about 16 to 20 meters, and that's like an imperial 50 to 60 feet, yeah. which equates to about two school buses in, in, in size. Yeah. And so when you when you look at that magnitude of work, um, when you're doing that with cutbacks and, and material fill, there's going to be a massive amount of, of trenching that's going to be done within this site. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know a lot of people were just, when we first you know, heard about it, it was like, why is this going to take three years? And, ah, you know, all, all there. But, you know, a lot of people were upset. I mean, because, you know, I describe it as, as the crown jewel in the, in the city's parks network. But when you explain it that way, it makes a whole lot more sense. Um, are you able to do the work year round? And so part of the work um, will really focus around the construction period. And so some of the deep utilities, and, and when, we, when we speak about the construction period, it's, it's time, a timeline or when, when the weather is decent and uh, through spring, through late fall, where they can actually do some of the, the mm-hmm. deep utilities like the storm, the sanitary and the water. Okay. Um, we're really focusing on, on some of the upgrades on the gas and telecommunication and infrastructure and some of the irrigation systems. And when we look at it, when we actually do some of the networking controls of the irrigations, we're actually in, installing uh, an irrigation over 22 hectares of the park. Wow, wow, wow. We're, we're doing water distribution. That's gonna allow for about 80 new hookups for some of the, the future events and festivals that are ongoing. And, and we're actually doing some safety uh, requirements that are actually gonna extend uh, some water services over to help for fire coverage to some of the washrooms and service yards and, and the amphitheater main pavilions. So, the, so there's a lot of a lot of utility work that's that's happening. A lot of utility work, and then uh, I think you know, kind of into 2024, all of the, from what I've been reading, a lot of the buildings are going to be getting facelifts as well. That'll be nice. Yeah. So that that's correct. So you have your utility work, but uh, you know, with the closure, we're going to have activities on top of each other. So it, there'll be action happening year round on that project, whether it's being the utilities during mm-hmm. the seasonal time, but the same time we're doing uh, you're doing work on the facilities to bring them to today's codes inclusive and accessibility for all and ensuring that all users are there um, you know for today and tomorrow are able to enjoy it um, it's all about that public safety and that security and accessibility uh, for everyone to enjoy and I guess one of the big thing that might be on a lot of people's minds are you know what that the the, the beautiful grass what's what with all the trenching with all the digging up all of that sort of stuff how are we going to ensure that that is is um is returned to the way that i think a lot of well the tens of thousands of visitors who who would go there every year expect to see that's a great question that's one of the things that we really focused in on was um part of this project and things that we will see is there's going to be about 15 hectares of turf remediation uh to address some of the drainage issues um and so when when we're complete that uh in 2025 is going to be the year where we allow for some establishment of some of the turf and some of the trees um, that and allowing allowing that time to help establish uh, the park mm. for when it does open up mm-hmm. so in the end doing it this way in in three full years not doing it in pieces you know uh, you know a summer here a winter here saves money doesn't it well 
So we did look at many different ways to address this this construction. Um, you know, during that closure considerations, whether it's a three years uh, full closure or phase closures, and ultimately came down to what is the most cost effective, yeah. what is the most efficient, and what is the most safe way to address this and have the least amount of disruption to both the public and to the activities that happen on that part year round. So. Uh, a lot of consideration went into that, and what you're seeing is the result of that analysis. This is the best uh, solution that was put forward. Before I let you go, um, what do people need to know? I mean, uh, all trails within the park are going to be closed, but around the park, there's still going to be some uh, some some pathways. You, you got it, 100. percent So, in a park proper, it's going to be closed down come March 13th turned over to the contractor, but the access around the outside along the River Valley, we're gonna, and the intent is to keep that open for access. There'll be some detour signage for folks that may not know what's going on, and when yeah. they get there, they'll know how to navigate through. Um, and it'll be fenced off throughout the duration of construction. When people come back, it'll be the park that they, you know, they've come to enjoy and love and will continue to love for the next 60 plus years. Well, Jesse and Matt, there's a big job ahead of you and your crews. Uh, so best of luck with it. And we look forward to being able to get back there in a couple of years time. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Sure. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us. Yep, take it easy. Again, Jesse Bamford and Matt Everett, uh, two of uh, the fellows behind the plans to the, the refurbishment, the redevelopment, the upgrades at Harlech Park. Nothing has been really upgraded there since that park opened in 1964. So $133 million renovation. Again, we'll close the park for the better part of three years you still have a couple of months it doesn't close uh, down until March 13th